What's up, good people? You're now tuned in to Crockpod Conversations with Anthony D. Sparks. This is a place where I talk about issues that are practical, hopefully in a way that's powerful, to try to give you something that's portable. Thanks so much for listening, and please make sure that you subscribe to and share the podcast. And if possible, as always, please leave a rating and a review, because without your five stars, I ain't getting very far. This is episode 65, and it's part three of our Love Is series. And today, you're going to get to hear a very real conversation between the wives of the four husbands you heard from in the last episode. So just like we did, they're going to come and talk about what their marriage has meant to them, uh, their roles in the home, and just the things that they've learned about themselves in the process. So once again, all in all, just a great conversation that I cannot wait for you to hear. So on the other side of this break, you're going to see that the wives got something to say. Sit tight. We'll be right back. Hey, do you ever have that feeling that you were made for more? Like that feeling that where you are is not where you're supposed to stay because you know you can do better. But for some reason, you're stuck. Well, if so, Anthony D. Sparks can help. As a certified life coach, Anthony has coached hundreds of individuals, ranging from CEOs to stay-at-home parents, helping them with issues such as finding their purpose, achieving work-life balance, improving their love lives, or just simply becoming better people. If you've ever thought about coaching and been hesitant, or if you've never thought about coaching but know something in your life has to improve, then this message is for you. Go to www.anthonydsparks.com to book a free consultation to see if Anthony can help. It's time for you to live a life of purpose, on purpose. Okay, welcome back everybody. It is the ladies' turn to express our view on marriage. Um, we have some wonderful guests today. Um, first of all, it's me, Ashley Sparks. I've been married to Anthony Sparks for over 10 years now. And I will kick it off to Ashley Davenport. Well, hello, I am Ashley Davenport. I've been married to Cameron Davenport for a year and six months, almost. So fresh in the game. Angelique? Hello, I'm Angelique Sharp, and I'm married to Augusta Sharp, and we have married for over six years now. It'll be seven years in November. And I'm Katrina Dada. I'm married to David Dada, and we have been married for four years, going on five years. We'll hit our five-year mark this year. So, Thank you. So we have some a wide range from a little over a year to uh, 10 years. Okay, so we'll go to the first question. Uh, it's been said that marriage is the ultimate give-get proposition. Do you believe that most women give up more because of marriage than they get from marriage? Who would like to answer that first? I'll answer. Um, I think it depends on perspective. Um, you know, marriage kind of, it kind of demands a lot of, of giving, but I think it also... Um, you can get a lot of getting as well. So I feel like what you give, what you put into it, you get out as well. Um, for an example, when my husband and I had the uh, transportation business, um, I had to, in addition to my, my full-time job, I had to help him with mainly the logistics, like the paperwork side and make sure things were filed right um, for the state and federal. But at the same time, even though it was a lot of work that was going into it, what I what I got out of it from my husband was like a better manager um, of his time. Um, he had more patience. Um, we compromised better. We were able to um, work together more from the business. So I feel like, you know, what you put into it, because you have to work together, you need to work together. I feel like you can get that back as well. So it's just the perspective, how you look at it. Yeah, and I would agree. Um, I, I say no. I don't think either party gives more than the other. Um, I think it's just based on your relationship and your circumstance. So similar, like what Angelique just said, uh, you know, if there's a specific business venture or something going on, maybe there's, uh, you know, 
issues within like the, the extended family, there's always something um, that you have to be attentive to. And depending on what it is, you may have to give something or your husband may have to give something. Um, but I agree with Angelique that usually it comes back in the form of you getting something. So if you look at the bright side, you know, it's all about perspective too. So you can look at all the negative things and say, I give, I give, I give, I give, I give. Uh, but if you really take a positive look at your marriage and at your relationship, you're more than likely gonna be able to find some good um, from those moments where you may have had to sacrifice or give a little bit more um, than your spouse in that specific scenario. But it's usually, it's, it usually balances out. I think at the end of the day, there's very few old couples that sit and weigh, you know, who gave more, you know, right? They kind of men together and it's just about the partnership, right? It's just about them being together and one person may be better at one thing. That's one thing that me and David have had to really grow into. It's like this idea of partnership. Um, I may be better at some things. Um, I may be um, just the right person to do it at that time. Yes, I definitely would agree with both ladies. Um, even crushing a game, I would say no. Um, you look at the big picture and you definitely get what I've definitely received more than what I've given. And um, marriage is such a blessing. And so, but yes, you do. Um, it's a commitment. And so, you know, you give your time and your energy at times where you may not want to. Um, and yes, there's lots of compromise and submission involved, but overall it's a blessing. Like for me, you get a, I mean, you have companionship, you get to spend and build and share your entire life with, you know, the love of your life, someone that you like being around, hopefully. And, um, you know, you get to just share a lot of different memories. You get to build a family with that person. So you get to start your own family. You, I got a new family in um, Cam's side of the family. So um, I was fortunate enough to have a great, um, great in-laws. Everyone may not be that fortunate, but um, I'm blessed to, I, I can say that I've, I've been blessed with really good in-laws. And so that's definitely a gain that I couldn't have given myself. Um, I've, I've learned so much about myself too. So there's growth in that for me. Um, and I've grown closer to the Lord. Not only does Cam like encourage me to be a better Christian, like marriage will put you on your knees. <laughs> okay. Um, it, it has multiple things that will take you to the Lord, but you know, I welcome it. Like, yes, I need that. Cause I'm ultimately I'm drawing closer to the Lord. That's my ultimate goal. And then overall, like, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Um, you get to do things differently when you're married than when you're single. Um, so it's definitely been the biggest lesson for me um, so far in life. And um, it has given me more things than I could ever contribute um, to a marriage. Yeah, I agree with you guys. Um, marriage is a constant give and take. And so at any moment, you can say, well, I feel like I'm giving a lot. I sure am giving a lot. And then the next moment he could feel that way. Um, I like that all of you are pretty much are on, we're on the same page as it's a partnership. Um, I think at one point it probably was that women did everything for the home and it wasn't a partnership and it was very one-sided when it came to children and, and who takes care of children and who does the cooking, the cleaning and all of that. But you have to do what's best for your marriage. And so in a partnership, like Katrina said, who's better at this? Maybe he's better at washing the dishes. Well, it's all yours. You know, we could, I could do something else. And, and so it's just figuring it out and it does take time, but it's definitely a partnership and, and no one's sitting back saying, I gave all this and trying to list it all out. Cause I don't think you would be able to. Um, since you've been married, I'm sure you've discovered some new things about yourself. What's one thing you've discovered that you're proud of and one thing that you're maybe a little disappointed about yourself? Who wants to answer that? <laughs> Ashley? I'll, I'll jump in. Yeah. Um, so I know one thing that I'm uh, proud of is, and really surprised by, um, is my level of patience. Um, I, I wouldn't have described myself as patient before I got married. Um, but just going kind of back to what we just talked about in terms of like having that partnership, 
um, and given that opportunity for each of us to grow, it's just a lot of space for grace to be given, right? Um, I'm not perfect and he's not perfect. And so I have to be patient with that process. And it's like a lot of times I'm surprised at myself, like, you know, small things like his socks never make their way to the, uh, to the laundry <laughs> basket, you know? And I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna let that sock sit there, you know? Um, and it's not gonna bother me. It's not. <laughs> Today, not tomorrow, not next week. But that sock is gonna stay there until he put it, <laughs> put it where it needs to be. Um, and even less petty stuff than that. But, <laughs> you know, just growing into that level of patience of like, okay, even with like just character traits and like in different parts of life, um, you know, he may be growing more, right? And that may be something that he has to do for himself, right? I can't be the one to do it for him. Um, so like right now, David has like um, a vision of getting into education. And so that's not something that he's previously done um, in the past, right? So right now, um, you know, I'm having to just hear what his vision is and support him in that, right? I can't make it happen. I can't, you know, snap my fingers and he has the degree that he needs, the certifications that he needs and everything to do what he uh, wants to do, but I can help him throughout and just be patient with the process. Uh, so like I said, patience is the one thing that I'm proud of and um, kind of uh, surprised by <laughs> in my marriage. And then I don't really know how to phrase the other thing, but I'm going to say it's like perfect pattiness. Uh, <laughs> so uh, one thing that I've, I kind of felt this throughout my life is like, I was always the one who had, it may not have been the answer, but I had an answer. Um, so in marriage, I had to learn that that can come off as like, you always got to figure it out. You don't need me, right? You you don't need me to help you like it's not it's not that we come together and decide on this thing you already got it figured out you know you already know how to do it and that didn't give a lot of space for the partnership right if I just come in and I'm like well I know how to do this I know how to do this I know how to do this he like well why do you need me <laughs> you know you don't you don't really need me for this thing so um that's something that I'm I'm still kind of working through and I, it kind of goes hand in hand with the patience because I'm having to think about like, okay, do I give this answer right now? Because I have an answer, but it's not the ultimate answer, right? So instead of if there's a question raised about how to do something, I may pose it as like, well, how do you think we should do it? You know, instead of automatically saying, well, it should be done like this, 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 and this. Um, so that kind of perfect pattiness is kind of like, you know, it's catch 22, right? Cause it's good that I'm willing to figure out things and help us progress in the marriage using that skill that I have. But at the same time, it could corner David into like, well, she don't need me. It's nothing that I can contribute in this time. Cause she already got the answer. That's good. I totally, I can agree with, um, and well, maybe I kind of worded it a little different, but it kind of goes in that way. So I'm gonna start with what I'm a little more disappointed in, then I'm gonna go to the positive what I'm proud of. Um, my anxiety <laughs> has like increased since marriage. I know that sounds really crazy, but um, to be really honest, like my fear of I have a fear of losing people who are close to me, and so that contributes to my anxiety, which leads to being a little bit controlling. Controlling is a really strong word, but it's pretty much what it is um, to where I feel like, like it could be safety and I'm like, make sure you lock the door or just like double checking and overstepping. And that could, that like, I know it bugs the heck out of Cam. Like I know it does, but he's so sweet because he'll be like, no, that's just you. I'm like, no, it's not me. I want to like, not be this way, you know, because I want you to feel like you trust me and that um, I want you to feel like I trust you rather. I want him to feel like, you know, I trust him to lead and to be the protector of the home. And, um, you know, even with like, I mean, it, whatever it, things, our marriage is um, 
we both contribute to certain things, to everything, put it that way, in a certain way. And so even finances, though, I may feel like my way of doing finances is better than his way or my way works better. Like, I'm just trying to work on that control um, and anxiety of things maybe not going the way that I think may go. Um, but um, compromise is a big piece. And so I'm working on that. So that's one area I'm a little disappointed is my anxiety, but the Lord is working on me in that area. Um, on the other end, I would say I'm proud of my communication. Like before marriage, I've, I'm a pretty quiet person in general. Well, some people would say I'm not, but I'm pretty quiet when it comes to just expressing what's going on in my mind. I'll kind of keep it to myself and trying to handle it to myself. Um, but in a marriage, like it's teamwork. He needs to know like what I'm feeling, how I'm feeling and you know, what's going on in my mind. And so I think I've done a really good job um, being like vulnerable and transparent, like even a year and a half in, like it's kind of, I'm at the point now, it's like there's no need to like hold anything in. I need, you need to know what's in my mind. Cause like, this is this for life. You know what I'm saying? This is, we're waking up to each other every day and we gotta, we need each other to, you know, accomplish the goals that we're trying to accomplish or to um, just communicate and function better as, a married couple. So I don't know, I'm proud of my, me just being transparent and vulnerable soon, um, quick, since we've only really known each other for like two and a half years. And so, um, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm excited about. Um, I'm probably gonna do like Ashlyn, probably start with the disappointment first. Um, and uh, th this was more like towards the beginning of our marriage, but um, I was, I found myself to be a little bit selfish when it came to him because I felt like he was stretched thin, like he was being pulled um, professionally, he was being pulled as being a father, and then, you know, and then it was just like me. You know, so at the beginning, it was like, okay, we're married, like, I need to have time with you, you know, we need to do certain things together. But I had to realize that, um, you know, when you come into the marriage, and depending on your situation, you have to be patient with that. So I was, you know, I found myself being selfish with him a lot um, at the beginning. But um, as time progressed, and things have changed, um, of course, that has changed as well. But I never really looked at or, you know, being selfish because I, I mean, I don't mind giving at all. But in that aspect, it was like, OK, I'm a newlywed. This is my husband. Like, I need your undivided attention, like majority of the time. So I had to get out of that. But um, I think the thing that I'm most proud of is compromise. I grew up in a, a single parent home. It was just my mom, you know, she was married to my brother's father, but I was so young when they got married and then they divorced quick as well. I think it lasted maybe two or three years. So I was still young. So I never seen her be a wife. And so as far as compromise, you know, she always taught me to be tough. She always taught me to be independent. And, you know, so it's kind of like you kind of make your own rules and you set your own um, standards for yourself and how things go. So I was really proud of myself when I got married. It was like compromise kind of came kind of easy for me. And I was proud of myself because I didn't grow up in that type of or seeing that type of an environment like in home. Like, I mean, I had grandparents and other um, other people in my family, like aunts and uncles that were married, but just growing up. I didn't see that compromising piece. It was just, it was my mom, she made the rules and that's just how it went. So I was proud of myself for um, easily being able to compromise. Hey, Ashley, I wanted to add one more thing. Um, Ashley made me think about when I was talking about patience and I kind of heard it in everybody's responses, like being patient with ourselves too. Cause I think a lot of times wives, um, Put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be perfect you know be have everything together manage everything well so that's something i'm proud of that i actually heard of y'all's answers too just being patient with yourselves as you're kind of learning you you're learning your husband um and just being self-aware of like okay these are things that i probably can't change today but you know these are things that you know i can continue to work on um but just being patient with yourselves 
I agree completely. Um, I want to do the positive first. <laughs> um, but um, since we've been married, well, first of all, let me back up. I'm an only child and my mom is very, very independent. And she's been that way, married, not married. My mom is, and so she raised me that way. And that's what I saw. You don't need anybody. <laughs> you got this, you can do it. You definitely don't need a man to take care of you. You can take care of yourself. Um, and so coming into marriage with that kind of uh, mindset and really I had been on my own, like I had a job, I was working, I had my own place. Um, to kind of merge that and kind of have to reroute my thinking to actually kind of give up my independence, give up some of that um, being kind of nonchalant. I'm really laid back and it's like, eh, eh. But that comes off as I don't care sometimes. I didn't realize that until I got married. I mean, I had heard it from people before, but I didn't really take it to heart until I got married. So, uh, but those things now, I feel like I've, I've really gained control over that um, as far as depending on him, trusting that he's gonna come through, trusting that he's gonna do uh, his part as a husband and father and take care of the things that he said he's gonna take care of. Um, that's something that I've been proud of because that is not how I was raised at all. And so that was difficult at first. Um, so I've, I've tried to work on um, expressing myself. I feel like I expressed myself, but I could just really be laid back, like really laid back uh, personality. And so that's something that I never want to come off as I don't care. And so I, I've been proud of myself because that has not been an issue for us. Um, and I've been working on it. One thing that I need to work on and I will always need to work on is time management because I'm no good at time management. I, I feel like I have enough time. I wake up in time, I wake up early, um, but there's always something, right? There's always something, there's like a shoe or something or a, a sweater issue or the kids like, eh. you know, it's just always something. Do y'all wanna eat now? We got 10 minutes, but you gotta eat, right? Uh, just, just things like that. And it drives Anthony crazy. It drives him crazy. And I cannot tell you that I have even tried to fix it. I have thought about it. I, I think about it a lot, actually, but it's just like, I, I, I'm not even sure. So that's one thing that has been very disappointing because that has been the case for, for how old am I, 36 years. Um, that's definitely been the case. And so, but Katrina, you said patience. And I didn't even know that I had the patience that I have right now. Um, I thought my patience ran out after, ki you know, kids. I'm very patient with children, but with adults, I've never been patient with adults. And I have been shocked at how the Lord gives you what you need to, um, to make it <laughs> in a peaceful way. So that's definitely needed. Um, do you believe in the concept of soulmates? This was interesting to me because I really have to think about it, actually. Um, but yes, I guess I would say yes. Um, because not everybody marries their soulmate, okay? And I think that contributes to unhappiness down the road. Um, so when I asked for God um, for a husband uh, and he gave me Cameron, I was all in. I was like, okay. It, it's just, I just feel like everyone like you're when you marry your soulmate it's a divine connection it's like it's natural it's easy um, marriage is hard but it's easy to um surrender you know to um your marriage if that makes sense um because the understanding with that person is just on a whole nother level um and it's unique and I feel like it's just something that only God can put together um those two people and then uh, it's kind of cheesy but you know once you become one with each other you're literally soulmates you know so um I would say I guess yeah I do believe in the concepts of soulmates um I agree I, I believe in, in soulmates but however I also believe that you can have more than one um lord forbid you know if something happens to Gus and you know um he's not here anymore or he passes or whatever the situation is 
I do believe that, you know, because my desire is to be married, you know, to someone, um, especially since being married. But I, I believe in soulmates and I believe that you're just not bound to just maybe just that one person. Because, I mean, there have been people that have been married, <clears throat> um, became widows, and then got married again. So I feel like um, spiritually, you can be connected to more than just one person. Yeah, ditto. Um, both of those answers. I, I do believe um, in soulmates, um, similar to what Ashley said. I do believe there's, I would probably call it a divine pairing. Because um, uh, uh, I do think it's, it's kind of like a, a God ordained thing. Um, and I also agree with Angelique that you can't have more than one. I'm not getting married again if something happened to David. I just want y'all to know that. We can put that on the record. Because <laughs> I just feel like I don't want to invest this much anymore. <laughs> like, it's, I can't do it again. Like, he's, he's my husband for now forever more. Uh, so, um, but I do think it's, it's even from the, the, um, the genesis of your relationship, you start to kind of realize that, oh, this person is something about them, right? You may not be able to put your finger on it. You may not be able to point it out right off the bat, but, um, you know, as you grow together, you learn each other, you realize, okay, this, this is the person that God sent for me. Um, or this is the person that I feel like I want to spend the rest of my life with, you know, and it's, it's not, it's not easy to really even uh, articulate sometimes. Um, and so like me and David, we dated for six months before we got married. And I was recently talking to one of my friends and he likes this girl and he's like, I, I just don't want to mess it up. And I was like, well, if, if she's for you, then you, it's no real way to mess it up. You know, God is going to do what he's going to do. Um, so you just be yourself. That's all you got to do. Um, but I told him like over the course of me and David dating, we like saw each other every day, like literally, <laughs> like it would be days where I got off work and I'm like, I ain't going to do, I just do something, you know? <laughs> so that six months may be two years for somebody else because they may not see each other every day. They may not desire to see each other every day, but that's something that, you know, me and David had in common at the very genesis of our marriage like I really feel like I can't I can't remember every day but I literally feel like we went on a date every day since our first date <laughs> you know like and we've seen each other every day since um so you know that's something that both of us had to desire and it 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 was us right it was us and it may not be somebody else but that was a really good foundation for our relationship and our marriage um, so I do feel like, you know, there are soulmates and divine pairings um, ordained by God and people don't always figure it out on the first try. So I agree with Ashley that, you know, you may not end up with your soulmate because I also believe in soul ties um, and some people get soul ties messed up with soulmates. Um, and those are two separate things. One is based on an action that you take and and one is based on the connection that you have. Uh, so I do, I do believe some people get that mixed up and then they end up realizing, oh, I really don't want to be with this person. Um, so yeah, soulmates are real. <laughs> yeah, as soon as I saw soulmates, I thought of soul ties, Katrina. So I'm, I'm glad you said that because you can't really believe in one without the other. They're, they're both there, you can get confused <laughs> and um, we've all been confused before with somebody, but um, soulmate for sure. And I, I definitely believe in soulmates. And I believe that Anthony and I are soulmates because um, just our whole experience together. Um, we started dating in 2003 at UNA. Uh, we broke up in 2006 and it was a pretty good breakup. Like it wasn't no, ah, well, let's just see. No, we broke up. We did not talk, we did not communicate. I did not see him for three years. Um, and then in 2009, we got back together. Got married in 2010. So uh, that nobody could have done that, but the Lord, that is definitely um, nothing that we expected, nothing that we were trying to do. I was in Decatur, he was in Birmingham. It's not like we crossed paths 
or saw each other at all. Uh, it just was meant to be. And so it was, and you know, sometimes you get confused. Sometimes you're not sure, but I was so sure in 2009, I was like this, okay, we're ready now. Like we played around, we, we, we grew up, we matured, we became better people for each other in that time that we had away from each other. So that was a blessing. Uh, what do you think is the greatest role of a wife in a marriage? So I, I actually took down in my notes something that uh, Angelique talked about in our, her first response. So I would say management. Um, and I think women just have this thing. Like, I don't know what it is, but we, I don't know if it's a desire. I don't know if it's a responsibility, but it's something that tells us everything has to work out. So just like Ashley mentioned earlier, you know, you got to eat, you got to do this, you got to do, you know, there's like a list in our head that just says these things have to get done. <laughs> I may not be the person to do them, but they have to get done. So um, like if I use a, a metaphor to like corporate America, I think, you know, husbands are the head of the household. So I would put the husband as the CEO, but I think women are the COO. Like the, the family, the marriage would not operationalize without the woman, right? <laughs> it just would happen. Um, and that could be logistically. It's, it's just a lot of stuff that I feel like uh, our mind runs. And David always says, I, I can't remember what he said he got it from, but he's like, women have multiple tabs up in their browser. Men have one, <laughs> right? <laughs> they have one one tab they have one website they're working on that thing um and like literally in my life i always have like a million tabs up on my browser but that is also how my mind works it's like there's 24 hours in this day i'm probably gonna wake up six to seven hours in um and then i have a finite amount of time to do the things that have to get done today right and that could be for the kids that could be for my husband that could be for me that could be for my family that could you know the list can run down um but I really do think God gave us an administrative and management gift um to just get stuff done and like I said it's not always us doing the things it's saying bae you need to cut the grass because the grass needs to be cut today. I'm tired of looking at it and it's time to get it cut. <laughs> or it's, uh, I don't really feel like cooking today. Um, let me go ahead and start talking about what we need for dinner tonight. You know, what what is going to be on the table tonight, even if I'm not cooking it. Um, so I really do think that's a gift that God has given women. Um, and I've seen it consistently amongst the women women that have been in my life. So not to say that all wives have that, uh, but it's been consistent amongst most of the wives that I know um, that they manage the household for the most part. Um, and the husbands would pretty much say, yeah, it wouldn't work without us. <laughs> um, I, I totally agree, um, Katrina. And I, I think that um, to be a helper and an encourager, I, I think that's a, a major role that we play as well in all aspects, like emotionally, mentally, physically, financially, spiritually, like just to be that helper and encourager, like from talking to so many men <clears throat> that are married and just like, hey, I wouldn't be where I am today without my wife, you know? So just like you said, Katrina, them being that CEO, but to get to that point, you know, um, I feel like we're the ones that, you know, are, are the motivators, the pushers, and to say, hey, you got this, you know, when everybody else in society is telling him that he probably can't, or he's just see a roadblock, a barrier just within himself, you know. So I think that's very important being a role, having that role, being a wife is just to, is to be that helper. And that's what, you know, the Lord said in his word, like we are, we were created to help, you know, to help him um developed to be the man that he designed him to be but also with that like we're working together like you said like we're one so if I'm elevating him I'm really elevating myself at the same time so I think that's huge and I think that um from being here in Georgia I don't see that a lot in a lot of wives 
Um, I've seen more of it's like, what can he do for me? A lot of wives here do not work. And that was that was very different for me because, you know, I've I grew up in Alabama and I've lived in other states, you know, but even coming back and then living in Birmingham for eight years, just about every woman I knew, whether her race, what, whatever situation was like, she worked, you know, but coming here, it's a whole different breed. And so it's more of the society like, no, let me sit back and let me get what I feel like I deserve instead of helping. And I've seen the husbands, um, this guy, my job, he has so much anxiety and he's a teacher just, just like me. Um, I think he has a specialist degree, but he's trying to find out so many ways to elevate himself and his career to help take care of his family because his wife does not work. And he has built up so many, so much anxiety. And I just feel like as a wife, like we need to be that helper, that encourager. Like if you want to stay at home and work, then that's fine. But, you know, I feel like if, when you see your husband struggling, that's when you need to step in and help and encourage. That's good. That's good. I was thinking along the same lines. I thought about support and encouragement. So it's pretty much the same thing. Um, just, I mean, men already have, you know, their own things that they're dealing with, you know, from a different perspective that we don't deal with. And so I just feel like as a support to Cam emotionally, spiritually, mentally, just being there for him, you know, praying for him constantly and just reminding him, you know, that I'm your biggest cheerleader. Like you can do better, like even hold them accountable too. You know, you can do better in this area or, you know, you did really well here. I just feel like they need to hear that. And especially for Cam, like his love language, one of his love languages is words of affirmation. So constantly just like encouraging him and um, keeping him uplifted so that when he leaves home, you know, no matter what other voices he may hear, at least he'll have me and God's voice cheering him on saying, you can do it, you know, just keep, stay true to you. Um, I don't know. I just feel like support is just really, really important. And especially um, as, you know, he, he's a coach. So being a coach's wife, it, it's not passive. It's definitely because um, it's not at all, but as a, as a coach's wife, he needs that support, you know, on the bench, like just showing up to the game, seeing like, hey, whether you're winning or losing, like I'm here for you, I'm cheering for you, you're a good head coach, keep doing what you're doing. So I definitely think um, support uh, is important, definitely in all areas. I agree, we're, we've gotta be the constant cheerleader for our husbands, a lifelong cheerleader to support them. And another thing I'll add is, uh, our husbands always have to feel like the man. And I always want Anthony to be and feel like the man. I think that's a very, like at the minute that they don't, it's like a blow to their ego and, and it, it's hard for them to deal with. So um, when I read this question, I was thinking, yes, I'm supportive. That's important for a wife to be a constant cheerleader and to let your husband be the man. Um, whatever that looks like in your relationship, however y'all work it out, I think that, that is so important because uh, when that goes left, uh, it, it could be pretty damaging. Oh, goodness. Um, okay, so there's been different research and studies saying um, five years of marriage is the hardest year or the seventh year of marriage is the hardest year, uh, but what do you believe has been the hardest year? or time frame in your marriage? And if y'all don't mind, I'll answer this because I do have an answer. <laughs> um, year one for us was the hardest. Year one for us, just merging lives, uh, merging. I'm an only child, like I said before, Anthony could have people at our house, a social function every day. I cannot deal with it. I can be social when it's time to be social. At home, I really wanna be social all the time. You know what I mean? I just wanna be at home. And so he was very much into entertaining and I was very much not into entertaining, okay? Um, it, it, it just, we had to balance so, it was so much figuring out. And I was like, we know each other. Ashley, you said you only knew Cam a, a short while. Katrina only knew uh, David a short while. Anthony and I knew each other. <laughs> Like we know each other. You talk about spend every day together. We're at school, on campus, living close together. We saw each other. 
And it was still like, we don't know each other at all. Um, it was so many things to figure out. So year one was the toughest for us, just trying to figure out what our marriage looks like, not like his parents, not like my parents, uh, but just trying to see what is what what are Ashley and Anthony going to do. Um, and so that that was, you know, a few arguments, just just tough conversations until we got it worked out. But I will definitely say year one for us was very tough. Um, year one for us was was tough too. Um, of course, it depends like that whole seven year, three year, whatever. It just depends on the couple and what y'all bring to the table. Like, you know, everybody brings baggage, like you said, and y'all got to figure it out. So however long it takes for y'all to figure it out, that's between you and him. So, I mean, I wouldn't put a time limit on it, but I would say definitely the first year because um, Gus is very career driven. And it was always like, you know, I need to take myself to the next level. And he was, he's always looking for more. And um, we were actually talking about this last night. It was, it's like, once he accomplished something, he's looking for something else. No, I'm like, you know, well, dang, we just, you know, we just got in this position. Can we just kind of chill? You know, it's like, he already looking for, okay, now what's my next move? And, you know, I, and I admire that, but then it's sometimes I'm like, can we just chill for like maybe like three or four months, maybe even six, you know, but um, I do admire that for him because he's just, he's just that career driven. So like our first year, I mean, like, I think he wants to like go overseas and, and drive for like a year. Cause he was just like, you know, I need to have this set amount in the bank for us, you know, for savings and, you know, for anything that comes up, he was, he's just so driven that way because he want to make sure that financial life we're good until he had to figure like okay it's, it's more than to just money you know so I think that was that was tough for us that first year trying to figure out where he feel like he fits in to be that man Ashley like you said so he can you know feel like I'm providing for my family the way I want to so I think the first year was tough for that for him or for us especially for him to figure out where he felt like he fit in. Yeah, I think um, we scaring Ashley Davenport a little bit because <laughs> mine is first year too. <laughs> I'm like, Ashley, hang in there. <laughs> but she said her first year been going good. So go, keep it going, girl. Uh, but first year was tough for, I would say first two years were actually tough for me and David. Um, so I mentioned that we dated for six months but both of us had like when we first started dating both of us had recently moved in with our parents so i would say that the turbulence and stuff in our first year of marriage was mainly logistics that kind of bled over into other stuff so just not knowing how to live together right so like by us living with our parents we didn't even see how one another lived as single people right so I went going over his house and not seeing, you know, seeing how his apartment looked, how he kept stuff, how he folded towels, you know, it's just random stuff. Um, and the same thing for him. Like he didn't get to come over and see how I was living in my own space. So when we got together, it, that was like, literally we had a fallout over how he washed dishes because my floor was wet and I didn't feel like that's how you wash dishes. You know, <laughs> like the floor should not get wet while you're washing dishes. That just doesn't make sense to me. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it was silly stuff like that. Like now that we like, we look back on it and laugh, but in the moment he's like, I need you out of the kitchen because I volunteered to wash dishes. I didn't ask for a micromanager of the dishwasher, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it was like stuff like that, like, folding towels like David has a video on his phone to this day because I love my linen closet to look in order and so he had a whole instructional video <laughs> of how to fold towels um so that was like year one um and then we got pregnant right off so like that second year of marriage was figuring out how to parent together and so one thing that I learned just about 
him as a father, he didn't really, I had a lot of cousins growing up, like baby cousins. So I took care of kids all the time, right? They would come over, I would change diapers. I would, you know, say ABCs. I would know all the shows. Having kids in the house was not like a rare thing to me. And for him, that was different. So we had to learn how to parent together in that second year of marriage. Um, and that was like, literally once our first son, uh, well, our firstborn got to an age where, you know, like toddler age where they're kind of independent and stuff. That's really where we started focusing on us a little bit more because we really didn't have that space to do that. Cause first year we were just learning and it was kind of turbulent. And then second year we threw another person in there so we gotta learn this new human being and try to keep them alive you know um and do that together so um i would say the first two years but that's just because you know i think it's a lot of our arguments started with logistics <laughs> it wasn't because we we weren't good for each other like at no point did i feel like oh i married the wrong person it was just like we need to figure out how to live in this space together, like be in the same house. And, you know, one of the rules that we had was like no leaving, right? So if we got in an argument, you can go sit on the couch, you can go sit in the bathroom, you can go sit in the laundry closet, whatever you need to do, but you ain't leaving this house, right? Um, and so that that wasn't easy, right? Cause you, you literally don't know how to live with this person and you can't leave. <laughs> But that was good for us because it kind of forced us into this space of like, you got to work it out, right? We we can't just retreat. We can't just leave one another. Um, and so, the, you know, that was that was something that we, we made sure that we stay committed to so that we didn't get into this habit of retreating when something didn't go right. So, um, yeah. So first two years for us. Well, um, well, it's good to know that the first year is the hardest. That means, phew just breeze by that one <laughs> no but um I was gonna say year two because honestly um things have been great for us um I mean we both I guess maybe because our lifestyles were kind of similar and we kind of just mended in we both were living with our parents and then after we got married we moved in together and it's like all right it's the first time for both of us so we kind of just worked it out I don't know maybe it's the whole honeymoon phase whatnot but I still feel like I'm on a honeymoon phase, if that makes sense. Um, but I would say year two, since I'm in year two, um, I think this is more because the whole wet, like marriage is not the priority. It should be. I mean, it is, but I'm saying the priority out of time. So like the first year um, in growing into that was like wedding season. And then like the first year, it's just like the newlywed season. Um, and so that's kind of coming to an end. I guess you could say we're both trying to convince each other like, uh-uh, we're going to always be in honeymoon, <laughs> honeymoon phase. Um, but um, now, like, it's a whole year, you know, different seasons come from different, call for different challenges. Um, and I think it's just balancing. It's like we're settling in now. So just trying to figure out a balance of, you know, still keeping our marriage a priority while still, like, working and doing other things that interests us individually um and then now too like we're looking you know to buying a home and you know maybe future parenthood and stuff so it's like those bigger decisions are more on our mind now and um you know with finances and saving and all of that it's kind of like that brings out more of a challenge because it's just something that you've never done before and so that probably makes this year a little harder um but it's still good. It's still great. I still feel like it's a honeymoon phase. Um, year one was, it was cool. We're both pretty chill and laid back. We don't have a whole lot going. I know kids and stuff like that. So it's like, we're just enjoying each other. Ashley, you're the ultimate newlywed and I love it. <laughs> Your response to that for sure. But even while everyone was talking and while you were talking, Ashley, I, I just thought any year could be the worst year. Like this year we dealt with COVID. Uh, and we're still dealing with COVID, not dealt with, we are dealing with COVID and just everything shutting down and you're at home with, with your husband and your kids or just your husband, but it's just y'all <laughs> and you're having to make it. And, and that could have wrecked a marriage, uh, having children and how you parent that could wreck a marriage, like any, at any given point, any challenge thrown at you, anything new, uh, could be devastating to your marriage. Um, and it's working through all of that 
uh, for us, it was year one, but I mean, I was thinking when Aiden was born, that was definitely something new that we had to work out. Um, but year one was just more memorable to me, <laughs> the working through that, just because it was such a change in our lifestyles. So yeah, that was, that was good. I didn't know we were all gonna answer the same way there. Um, so for women who are questioning whether or not marriage is worth it, uh, they're independent, they're successful, they, they've been doing fine. Why, what would you tell them? Um, first, I would ask, you know, if, I mean, if you want to be married, like, what, what do you think the purpose is of marriage? Like, what are your expectations? Because um, you can go into it with unrealistic ex expectations. So I would, I would ask that first. Um, but if you have that yearning desire for companionship and, you, you know, you want to be in a relationship and you want a family, you know, then I would say go for it. But like, what do you feel like you're going to get out of it? Like, what's your expectations? Like, what are you thinking? Because I think going into it, some of us, you know, have more of an insight if we, you know, grew up with the marriage. And then sometimes, you you know, your parents are marriage and you probably like, okay, I don't want my marriage to be like that. Um, but I know for me, I, I prayed to the Lord and I was like, you know, Lord, not only just send me a husband or, you know, for me to have the connection with that person, but surround me around godly women that are wives that can give me that advice. And Lord, did he do it at 45th. Cause I felt like I was like one of the single women at, at the church at the time. And so I had all these wives around me and, you know, they would talk to me and I, you know, I saw them with their husbands and how they interacted. So I felt like the Lord placed me exactly where he wanted me to be. And so I felt going into it, I felt a little bit more prepped and not as anxious as I was before. So just, um, you know, what's your purpose? What do you think, what do you think marriage is about? What is your expectations? Because if you have unrealistic expectations, you're going into it, you know, with a total different mind frame. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree, totally agree. I would just say, keep doing your thing. If you desire it, because not everyone desires marriage, but if you desire it, um, I say, just keep doing your thing and put it in God's hands, you know, um, but be open to the chance of, um, marriage, you know what I'm saying? Um, don't be so anxious to get married and don't be too eager to where you're so focused on what the man looked like, what, you know, like Angelique said, the expectations and what you think it looks like. Um, just keep doing your thing and just trust that the Lord is going to, you know, bring that person, bring that person your way, you know? Um, and honestly, like for me, a lot of people, when I was single, I wasn't really like dating like that because I'm just, I don't know, a homebody, I guess. And they're like, you're never going to find your husband unless you're going out and about whatever. And I'm like, well, you know, I don't know, deep inside, I was like, I'm going to find, I had, I trusted that I was going to get married one day and I ain't got to go out there and put myself out there like that. Like, hey, look, maybe he's it. Maybe he's it. Like I wasn't trying to do all that. And Cam came at a time where I was just chill and not really thinking about it, to be honest. And, um, you know, once I met him, it was like, it, it was a minute, you know, I was in my 30s when I found my husband and when I got married. And so it's like, it's worth the wait. It's worth waiting on your soulmate. Um, so I say just chill, keep doing your thing and, um, but be open to it. Don't just be like, oh, it's a guy. It's like, I mean, maybe go out on that date, try it. If you don't like it, you absolutely can say never again. You know what I'm saying? Um, but if you do, you never know. Just trust the Lord. Yeah, and um, what I was thinking was kind of sums up what y'all were saying. Um, just exploring and learning yourself and what you want. Um, because a lot, a lot of times I've, like, in conversations with my single friends, I learned that marriage may not actually be what they want. You know, you may want kids. You may want a family. And marriage doesn't have to be the gateway for that like if we think like in a very literal sense like you don't have to be married to have kids and have a family um but you know like if if I ask you why do you want to be married and the first thing you lead with is kids 
it's like that's not a marriage right um because things may happen and you know not ever wishing this on anybody but you may not be able to have the kids from the marriage so if you get the marriage and you can't get the family are you still gonna want the marriage so you got to know what you want but not fall victim to your own plan right you can't be so committed to your plan that you miss your blessing and miss your soulmate um so it's kind of like you got to know what you want and you got to know how to identify it but you also got to be willing to accept it when it comes even if it's not at the ideal time i agree completely agree i also think that um you have to be open to uh him coming and not being exactly what you had on your list too uh things could be he might not check off every single box um I feel like uh, I feel like women, we do this and we plan it out. Katrina, like you said, we plan it out and and I had a plan uh, for sure. Um, and things completely didn't go as planned um, and that's okay. And it worked out better than my plan. My plan actually was not a good plan and I only see that now, <laughs> but um, I, I know Mr. Sparks always says you can't plan your life on paper and you really can't, but we feel like we can. Like we feel like we can, we have to have a vision we have to write it, we have to see it, and we have to check things off as women. And that is not gonna be the way it works out. And he might not be what you thought you had to be married to, but it could be that he is better for you than any other guy you could have been with. And, and you kind of have to get over uh, yourself with that and be willing to try and not have a type. I think types kind of limit us and then you're just, like, why am I not married? Why is this not? Because you have a type and no one can live up to that because that guy does not exist. <laughs> he does not Amen. Exist. Say it again. <laughs> this is not a fairy tale. There's no Prince Charles. Like, you know what I mean? You have to, um, and you're, you might not be a princess. You might be thinking that you are, but you might not be all that somebody, you know what I mean? Like you said, you, got, you have to work on yourself, uh, but keep living your life. Keep being independent. Keep doing you completely, but be open. Yeah, I just want to add that, you know, any single ladies that are listening, you know, um, this time is priceless for you if you're single, just to learn how to be by yourself. And I think that's something that I had to learn how to be because I was always usually in a relationship. But there was a, a time period in my life where it's just like, I want to be okay with just me. With just me, you know, not hanging out you know, of course, hanging out with maybe girlfriends here and there, going on trips, but just like just being at the house, just chilling, just enjoying my own company. I think that's important as well. Just being comfortable with yourself. So I think that's very, that's very priceless. Yeah, I agree. I, I think we, I, I agree that I took the single time period um, for granted, for sure, just to work on some things to, to really figure yourself out. I think that's very important. Um, and I also think this, this is beyond marriage and that newlywed time like Ashley um, and the Davenports are in, uh, just that time of no children. I think that is important too. A lot of people wanna rush and have kids because you feel like you're getting older and um, science has come a long way. And the Lord, <laughs> the Lord has been blessing people for a long time with children, way beyond their thirties. Um, so there's no rush to that either. I think that time with you and your husband is pretty priceless uh, and it goes by fast. So. That, that single time is important, that time with no children and your husband is important. Um, and then you grow as a family and just each time period means a lot and you can't take any of it for granted. Um, so that was good. Uh, what has your marriage meant to you? As we wrap this up, uh, what has your marriage meant to you? It has made me more compassionate. Um, like I said earlier, I grew up tough, <laughs> very tough. So it was just kind of like, like Ashley said, the nonchalant, it was like, okay, and I keep it moving. But it has made me very much so compassionate, um, more forgiving. Because um, it was like, if you didn't do something that I didn't pretty much agree with, it was like, okay, on to the next. So more forgiving and like truly forgiving, not like bringing it back up or anything like that. Like, okay, we moved past that. We're going to keep keep going. Um, the compromising, like I, I said earlier, that was one thing I was proud of myself, like um, 
we work very well together. Um, we have great communication. And when we develop a task, like we nine times out of 10, we get it done. We may not get it done within the time frame that, you know, we set for ourselves, but we we get it done. And so I, I'm proud of that. But um, it also has made me, because of the way I grew up to be independent, it, it caused me to be learn how to be dependent. Like Ashley um, Sparks was saying earlier, um, just the way how you were raised, um, it makes you independent, very independent. And like, you just don't need anybody. So I learned from marriage, it meant for me to be dependent, to be like, okay, it's okay if I don't step in. Yeah, I would... Um kind of piggy off that that last part that um angelique mentioned and it's growth um i know sometimes we think about uh growth as kind of this linear thing that just keeps going and keeps going and keeps going but in marriage um i've really kind of learned what it means and witnessed growth toward one another right and i really think that's the season that me and david are in right now uh, because like I said, we had kids early. We just had our second child. And even after this second child, we just noticed like light years of difference between how we were as husband and wife after the first child and then after our second child. So I really think we're in that season of like growing together and upward because we understand things about one another um, in a way that we can support one another and pursuing things together or independently, um, we can really be there for one another. And ultimately that growth gets us closer to uh, the purpose that God has for us. That's good, that's good. I guess I like, I'm gonna share the question, but listening to y'all, I'm going to just go for a whim here. But I guess what my marriage has meant to me um, really is ministry, I guess you could say. Um, I feel like me individually growing closer to the Lord, Pam individually growing closer to the Lord, and um, each of us pushing each other, um, growing um, in the Lord together, and then um, using our marriage as a ministry to other people as well. Um, so just individually um, practicing and demonstrating and striving to um, be more like Jesus and have the character of the Lord, you know, showing that forgiveness, giving that grace, loving unconditionally to one another, um, just makes the Lord shine brighter just through our marriage. So um, just going in, I know one thing that we wanted is for our marriage to just reflect Jesus. And so individually, it's going to take both of our parts. Um, and it has in this first year, I feel like um, it's increased my prayer life. Um, it's increased Cam's prayer life, I'm sure. Um, and just reflecting on the growth that has occurred um, even just during this first year and a half and how important it is for me to be open and go to the Lord and um, remember the purpose of our marriage. Um, it, I don't know, it's just meant, it's just meant ministry. Like it's, if I think about it as a ministry, I love Cam unconditionally and I love him like the Lord loves him. I mean, the Lord loves him more than I do, but I'm saying that's what I strive um, our marriage to be. And every moment is gonna matter. And um, I know, I just believe uh, ultimately marriage has just been a ministry to me. And I want it to be a, ministry, be a ministry to other people as well. That's good, Ashley. It's definitely a ministry. Um, and what my marriage has meant to me, uh, it's, it's having someone that's always there uh, Anthony is very supportive. I love um, being able to come home and bounce ideas off of him, share my frustrations at work. He's not a teacher, but he he probably knows more about the school than some of the people that work there just because I come home and I'm blah, 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 blah. like I've got to tell you every single thing like a child and I want you to respond and I want you to know people's names. And he he's really, he's a great listener. Uh, he's easy to talk to, um, but we've been able to, this is what I've been the most proud of that we've done together in our home 
because of our love and our friendship, um, our kids love being at home. Like they, even when they're with their grandparents, it's like, they know when it's time to come home. Like my grandma gives me everything and she buys all this stuff, but you know, it's been two days and I have to get to my house. And I've been so proud of us because there have been many marriages that I've seen where the, the husband doesn't want to come home. The wife doesn't like you're dreading coming home. You're doing everything you can to stay at work. Um, kids trying to go to everybody's house before they go home because they're not happy there. Uh, but we've been able to create an environment for our children and for ourselves where we love to be. And that happened to be the best thing, especially 2020, when we had no choice but to be at home together. Um, so that's a blessing. I, marriage means I, I don't have to be alone. I have somebody uh, with me every step of the way. And that is absolutely Anthony Sparks. And I would not want it to be anybody else. Um, so we have really been blessed uh, with wonderful husbands. I know each of your husbands and they are great people. And I know that to be true just because of the smiles on your faces. Um, and so I appreciate you guys so much for being a part of Anthony's <laughs> Crock-Pod conversations. Um, I'm so proud of the work that he's done with this, um, the vision that he's had for this. And I'm happy to support and I'm, I'm happy that you are supporting and hopefully I didn't mess him up too bad. I did the best I can. He'll edit it, fix it, mix it, whatever. You did a great job. <laughs> you did a great job. You did a great job. He'll be proud. Thank you. Yeah. Great job. Well, thank you everyone for listening and we're out. That is the episode, y'all. Look, I hope you enjoyed hearing uh, four amazing women talk about what marriage means to them and what they believe they bring to their marriage and uh, just who they've become in the process of being married. Look, at the end of the day, uh, like I said in the previous episode, if you got nothing else from this conversation, I hope that you heard. I hope that it really, really came through that when it's with the right person, marriage is absolutely worth it. And there is nothing like understanding um, who you are and what you bring to the table. And on top of that, having the other person absolutely appreciate it all right that's what it's all about so special thank you to my wife ashley sparks um of course ashley davenport angelique sharp and katrina dada for just completely taking over the uh the, the show for this episode and just having an amazing conversation and a special special thank you to my girl my boo my wife ashley for holding down the fort and uh doing the podcast better justice than I probably do it sometimes. And so uh, proud of your love. Uh, great job. And uh, you're going to be back. So all that said, y'all, if you still have not yet, as always, please take a second to subscribe to the podcast, share it with your friends and family and leave a rating and a review. Look, if you're inspired and you finally want to work one on one and, and make some things happen. Hey, I would love to have you as a client to help you make some things happen. So feel free. Reach out to me via any of my social media. Username is simply Anthony D. Sparks. My website, www.anthonydsparks.com. Or you can shoot me a text at 415-935-0219. Hey, thanks so much for rocking with me for this episode. I hope this series is, uh, is blessing you. Next episode is the final episode in this Love Is series. And I'm just going to hit it head on and tell you right now. Next week. I'm going to talk about how marriage just doesn't make sense. Yeah, you heard it right. Marriage does not make sense. Tune in. I'm looking forward to it and I hope you are too. I'm out.